0: My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word, mine, it is ours, our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsmen duty calls. The future is now. If months from now, you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have, in effect, not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever.
1: Attention, patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. Fleethecity.com. the city dot com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com.
2: the city dot dot com. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze-dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, T-shirts, CDs, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc.
3: You're listening to Resolution Radio, radio.
4: ResolutionRDO.com.
5: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Jews may not be a very inventive or artistic race by our standards, but they do have a real talent for false religions and ideologies and for using their phenomenal skills of networking, acting, and mimicry to make these false belief systems go viral and infect as many victims as possible. And they have thus infected the minds of millions. As captive peoples fight Jewish oppression and occupation in the Middle East, as we're seeing today in Gaza, those peoples are hobbled, by a religion with deep Jewish roots that denies race. As whites fight an entrenched Jewish establishment for our existence in our parts of the world, we too are hobbled by a religion with deep Jewish roots which denies race. We are also hobbled by Jew-created quasi-religions like communism and equalitarianism, which also deny racial realities. We can't win while the Jewish mind virus frames how we view reality and morality. One of the greatest and most dangerous lies that the Jewish establishment injects into our minds is the lie of human racial equality. This equality lie is dangerous because it leads ultimately to racial mixture, and racial mixture can easily lead to the extinction of our people and indeed of any people who practices it. The idea of racial equality has been made by the Jewish media into a kind of religion, a dogma which is only questioned by the evil and the immoral, and in some countries it is a de facto crime to question it. The Jewish-sponsored hate crime laws are a step in that direction here in America. It is tragic that for many white people today the idea of racial equality has been drummed into their heads almost from birth to the point where it is accepted as an axiom an assumed part of the nature of reality. Racial equality is thought of as being so obvious that only the most ignorant, uncivilized yahoos would ever question it. White people who believe in this lie of racial equality don't realize that they have been conditioned to believe in it. Unquestioningly, religiously, and that this has been done to them specifically so that they will not reason about it. Because the lie of racial equality cannot stand the light of day, and a few minutes reflection will suffice to show how utterly absurd a lie it is, just as absurd as the many Jewish lies I've exposed in earlier programs. In a recent series of articles on National Vanguard, America's Rising Tide of Incompetence, it was shown that in the US justice system and academic establishment, both being institutions ostensibly devoted to truth, it is now simply assumed that the human races are equal, and thus any differences in their performance is quote-unquote proof of discrimination and racism, quote, By the 1960s, the systematic selection for competence came into direct conflict with the political imperatives of the civil rights movement. During the period from 1961 to 1972, a series of Supreme Court rulings, executive orders and laws, most critically the Civil Rights Act of 1964, put meritocracy and the new political imperative of protected group diversity on a collision course. Administrative law judges have accepted statistically observable disparities in outcomes between groups as prima facie evidence of illegal discrimination. The result has been clear. Anytime meritocracy and diversity come into direct conflict, diversity must take priority." Close quote. Reality is very, very different from these equalitarian beliefs. Racial equality is a fantastic delusion, belief in which is equivalent to belief in leprechauns or orgone accumulators. There is not a whit of evidence for it. It is essentially a religion. Not only are races and individuals manifestly not equal, but equality of any kind is quite rare in the real world when we get above the molecular level. Race is omnipresent. Equality is non-existent. The equality faith can take several forms, though its votaries, realizing that exact definitions are anathema to what they quote-unquote know in their hearts, usually gloss over the differences. Variation 1 is the belief that all human beings and all races are actually equal and that only the naughty environment and wicked racism make it seem not to be so. If only we could make everyone's environment precisely equal and enslave or kill all evil racists and other noticers of facts, everyone's blessed equality would finally shine through. Variation 2 is a slightly less nutty variant, the belief that While it is admitted that races and individuals are not equal, there is some moral good in attempting to make them so and in pretending that they are in fact so and in punishing those who refuse to pretend. And then we have variation three. If type 1 is the stupidest variation on the equality faith, then this is the craziest. The belief that although we see evidence of individual and racial inequality all around us every day, in some unseen higher or spiritual sense, we are all equal. This seems to posit some undiscoverable, unmeasurable, and possibly magical something which exists in some other dimension or plane of existence, and which is believed, oddly enough, to inhabit all humans, even the most degraded or defective, yet is possessed not at all by other animals. Though no one has ever seen this magical something, the believers know in their hearts or just feel that it must be true. The equality religion is truly insane and its insanity infects other religions and particularly infects those who falsely believe that they have liberated themselves from religion. The really interesting question is, how long of a run will this particular faith have in the West? The real test will come, probably decades hence, when the consequences of multiracialism, that is societal breakdown may cause the Jewish billionaire media elite to lose much of its current power to indoctrinate and persecute. Personally, I don't think the equality nuttiness has enough staying power to survive even one generation of hard reality, absent daily indoctrination from media and social media. One of the most moronic assertions made by equality believers is that the only difference between the races is skin color. How utterly absurd. Imagine Whoopi Goldberg painted white. Would she look like a white woman? Hardly. Imagine Apollo painted black. Would he look like a Negro? ridiculous skin color really is only one racial difference among many silhouettes of the major races in which skin color cannot be distinguished are easily identifiable negroes and Bushmen and australian aborigines are different racially but their skin colors are essentially the same The lightest Japanese and some Europeans have similar skin colors, but are quite different racially. The American Indians and modern Egyptians have similar skin colors, but belong to totally different races. Many Hindus and mestizos are indistinguishable as far as skin color is concerned, but they certainly don't belong to the same race. Forensic anthropologists are able to make racial identifications based only on a few bone fragments. Skin color has little to do with it. Not too many years ago, the equality votaries were claiming that not only were the races genetically different, but they were different enough so that interracial crossings invariably produced what is called hybrid vigor. Hybrid vigor is a concept useful to plant breeders who noticed that the first generation of crosses between plant subspecies often had longer lives and greater stamina than the parent plants. Despite the fact that this effect has never been noted in humans, the concept was hijacked and used to tell the boobs in effect, see, race mixing is good for you. Racially mixed offspring will be smarter and stronger and longer lived than racially pure children. Hybrid vigor means that we should mix the races because of the genetic differences between the races. But now, the Jewish media claim that the hybrids weren't hybrids at all, since race does not exist, and in their own words, quote, the genetic differences between individuals are greater than those between races, close quote. They claim that race is purely a human mental construct, an idea with no physical reality at all. If race does not exist, as they now claim, where in hell did the hybrid vigor come from? Of course, both their vigor claim and the there-is-no-such-thing-as-race claim are blatant lies, so why should they be consistent as long as the dupes have short memories?' The fact that their successive positions are absolutely contradictory does not even embarrass them. Perhaps, like religious zealots, they do not even notice the paradox, and even if they did, would dismiss it since reason and logic and even truth are irrelevant when one is fighting for moral good, as many of the equality believers, sincerely though stupidly, believe themselves to be doing. But the Jewish authors of the lie know it is a lie. They are not stupid enough to believe in the equality religion that they created for us. Unless, as Revelo Oliver pointed out, they have a mentality in which truth is defined as whatever is good for the Jewish people. Actually, the words race and subspecies are synonymous. Without the branching of species into races and the eventual branching of those races into separate species, life as we know it could never have developed on this planet. It is ridiculous to assert that this process has not happened to humans, or that it has somehow magically ceased to happen. Some with an ideological axe to grind or a stain in their own background will make much of the fact that the boundaries of the races are not hard-edged. This is true, but irrelevant. The boundaries between pre-man and man were also not hard-edged when we were diverging from our pre-human ancestors, and that racial division led to a very significant speciation indeed. And I am sure that few would assert because the Earth's atmosphere possesses no hard-edged boundary with the emptiness of interplanetary space, that the atmosphere does not exist, or that it is identical to a vacuum. Next week, we will continue our exploration of the false quasi-religion of human equality. Are you beginning to get the sense that you have been lied to by experts in the field for your entire life? I hope so. One of the purposes of my life is to get you to understand that simple basic fact of your existence. It will change how you perceive everything from this point forward. It will make your perceptions more accurate. It will help you reason, perhaps for the first time, accurately from those perceptions. And you are not alone in your awakening. The men and women of the National Alliance are with you. Our hands are extended out to yours as you begin to ascend the upward path.
3: Listen to Resolution Radio,
4: Radio, Radio, ResolutionRDO.com.
1: Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery and we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party.us.
3: In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid. Still highly toxic, but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the Public Health Service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now, at InfoWarsStore.com.
4: The team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon Degrell in Exile, by José Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with Degrell's life, before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. DeGrell's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Publishing.com.